and welcome to the Minted Genius Podcast. My name is Leela and I'm happy to be with you as we celebrate creativity, human ingenuity, and mint our genius like raw gold into precious coins of achievement. Today I want to continue to talk about loving the learning curve, but this time with a view towards getting to breakthrough. One of the things that I've noticed over time is that the road to getting to breakthrough often looks very eerily the same. You know that old adage, if you, if at first you don't succeed, try, try again. But what a lot of people don't realize is the try, try again part often looks depressingly the same. It's like you're waking up living a version of Groundhog Day. You try, it doesn't work out. Maybe you calibrate from one thing that you've learned. And after a while, you realize you may even be learning the same lessons over and over until it clicks. A great example of that is my efforts to uh, refine a query letter in order to attract the interest of a literary agent for my completed manuscript. The refinement of this query letter has been this fraught, ongoing process, and I thought I was alone, but the more that I research other authors um, and their advice on query letters, the more I see that in many, many cases, the query letter in 2021 is not the same as what Stephanie Meyer um, from Twilight um, put together or what Nicholas Sparks put together. Their query letters were essentially probably the, around the same letter sent out to, you know, over 20 literary agents. It doesn't really work that way anymore because what's happened is, is that there has been a kind of individualizing of the query letter process where uh, you're going online, you're checking the manuscript wish list of that agent, you're checking publishers marketplace, you're checking their website, you're looking at their submission guidelines, and there are nuanced little differences often, uh, you know, among numerous agents. And it's no longer where you just individualize it to their name, and then you're able to send it out um, the same letter, which saves a ton of time. And so the deck is increasingly stacked against the new author. And especially if you're somebody who um, deals with neurodiversity or you are working two jobs or whatever the challenge is ahead of you. And I'm realizing as I as I tweak this query letter and you know get it to the point where I'm at least able to be more confident in the remaining agents that I'm pitching, that the whole learning curve process uh, often requires this idea that we will get to breakthrough even when we don't feel like it. This investment in getting to breakthrough is a, a deeper and deeper and deeper layer of commitment because loving the learning curve also has to do with the ways in which you have to dig deeper and deeper and deeper into yourself to get to that aha moment. And some tasks don't feel worth it. Some tasks feel like, wow, I didn't sign up for this. And when we often get to that place, whether we're learning a new skill, whether we're learning to play an instrument, whether we're, um, you know, refining our entrepreneurial pitching process, whatever it is, many times you get to that wall where you think, wow, you know, this is so much more effort than I thought it was going to be. And will the rewards be worth it? One of the things that I find that keeps me going is this idea that I refuse to be defeated by this particular mountain. You know, every new goal that you set, every new task that you set comes with its own degree of difficulty. And you don't really know how the reward is going to feel. The reward may end up feeling a lot better than you can imagine when you're right in the trenches of trying to make something happen. And I think that that's really so true when we're talking about intangible things like art, because we don't really know 
what the layers of reward are actually going to be. And obviously we want to reach as many people as possible. And obviously we would love to sell our work to the widest possible audience in a lot of cases. Literary artists, literary uh, authors, um, visual artists that aren't really thinking so much about their marketplace may not have that as a benchmark. Uh, sales may not be a factor in what they consider reward. But the keeping our sense of, you know, going for a reward while we're hitting a rough patch and trying to get to breakthrough is difficult when we don't actually even really know what that reward is going to feel like. And a great example of that is, you know, the day that I stood in a bookstore with my memoir, my very first completed book, uh, standing in a bookstore, my very favorite bookstore, and instead of being there to buy the latest bestseller, I was there to sell my own book with my own table and my poster and my bookmarks and reading people and inviting them to, you know, have a free bookmark and check out my book. And I also had help that day. And one of the greatest memories I have um, are the two people helping me that brought people to my table and introduced them to me as an author. One of, one of the people that was helping me in particular, talking about how my book had affected them because they, had, they were a beta reader and they were able to actually, you know, discuss the actual content of the book. And we don't realize until we hear something reflected back at us just how meaningful what we are embarking on really is. And it's easy to lose sight of that in the midst of the learning curve. So this whole idea of getting to breakthrough is this function of recognizing that the deeper that commitment has to go, the more we have to refine, try, calibrate, the deeper the reward actually ends up being in terms of how it shapes our character, how it shapes our narrative about ourselves and our ability to, to you know, talk about getting to breakthrough by actually ha having that experience. And then in terms of refining how it is that we, you know, come out to the world with our genius, with our work. If you look at Beeple in the NFT craze that's going on, I mean, how many years did he spend uh, creating, crafting, offering free work? Um, I think the actual work that sold for over 60 million was uh, something that he had put together in bits and pieces over a 13 year period. So when we're looking at who we are as creative people, who we are as entrepreneurs, we don't know when the breakthrough is coming. We just have to stay motivated to keep working towards it. And that may not be easy every day. But if we imagine that maybe the rewards are greater than what we currently have a framework for, that can help us keep going. If we imagine that part of the reward is the way that we evolve as human beings, that can also help us keep going. The other day, I decided that I just simply was not willing to be defeated by what it takes to create and then customize a query letter. And so I, I really found this click that happened in my mind where I realized, oh, I was actually writing the wrong letter and that what I really needed to do was reconfigure, rethink, create, you know, learn that new language um, compared to how I might pitch, you know, TV or film and come up with something that was two paragraphs instead of a page, just figure out those two paragraphs. And all of a sudden it began to click a lot more successfully. So you never know what tweak of the mind, you know, what insight, what, what little distinction is suddenly going to make you go, oh, I know exactly what I need to do, but it sure feels great when you get there. So this week, I wish you amazing breakthroughs. 
And thank you for listening from all over the world. This is Leela for Minted Genius. I'm happy to be with you and I wish you the most amazing, amazing week ahead.